Okay, here we are, another edition of the Dave and Amber podcast. And today we are going to talk about all of our gear. And there's a lot of it. So I don't, you know, you know, Amber, why, why don't you kind of tell people what you carry around? And because it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> what, do, what do I not carry around is how I feel some days. So I am still on MDI therapy, which is multiple daily injections. So I have insulin, my insulin pen, I have an insulin vial. I have insulin pin needles. I have syringes. Then I have my phone because I, obvious reasons, but that gives me my Dexcom numbers. Um, I have low blood sugar snacks. Let me think what else. Alcohol swabs. Now, now, do you keep all of this stuff in your purse? Yes. And I will say that men have a disadvantage when it comes to that, which you could carry a handbag. I'd be totally cool with that, but it makes life easier for sure. Now, do you also have stuff also in your car? Oh, yeah. But I don't keep supplies. It's more just low blood sugar supplies. You know, I think that, you know, it's kind of interesting because I'm, I use the Omnipod, which is a tubeless insulin pump. And it's controlled by a device called the PDM, a personal diabetes manager, which basically looks like a cell phone. But I also, because I work out, I carry, I basically have duplicates of, of my life in every area I have. Like you, I carry with me what I call instant sugar. A lot of people buy them, they're glucose tablets or, or a liquid where, so if, should my blood sugars drop, you know, it immediately boosts my sugar. So I keep that in my golf bag. I keep it in my workout bag. When I ride my bicycle, I always make sure that I have this little uh, bag attached to my bike and there's some in there. And it's, it is kind of funny because, you know, you always are worried, at least I don't know about you, but for me, especially because my pump is not yet controlled by my phone. It will be, but it's not yet. I'm, I'm always freaked out. Where is my PDF? Because if I lose that, I can't do anything. I mean, it'll work, but I can't, like if I'm going to eat, I can't give myself any additional insulin without right. having the PDF. Okay. Let me ask you this. Do you carry extra pod supplies with you? Yes and no. When I travel, sure. I'm always like, if I'm going to go on a trip that my pods most patients don't know this. Pods last for 80 hours, okay? Three days plus eight hours, basically. And so what I do is when I travel, let's say I'm going to have a change during my traveling, I always carry extras in cases of failure. Sure. Because as much as I would love this thing to work 100% of the time, and I would say that I don't have, I, I haven't experienced a lot of pod failures, but it does happen. Sure. And this is something that, I laugh when I pack, you know, because most of us, when we pack for a trip, what are we packing? You know, we pack all of our chargers, right? Well, I'm packing a charger for my PDM because it's a separate charger than my cell phone. Which sucks. Yeah. 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 But, it's, you know, it's a way that it works. And then probably like yourself, I'm very, I'm kind of nuts about my insulin. Yeah. You know, I make sure that it, I don't carry insulin with me on a, on a daily basis. You don't have to because you got, you're potted up. Yeah. But I am very careful when I travel because obviously the vial is made out of glass. And so I've been on vacations where I'll put my insulin vial somewhere, knock it over and boom, there goes my insulin. There goes a grand thousand bucks worth of <laughs> medication. Wait until that happens when you're like in the Caribbean, because it did happen to me once when I was in the Caribbean. That was interesting. But you know, it is, it, it's funny because I think most of the, most of the people that are involved in our lives don't realize all of the stuff that we're carrying around. Yeah. And it's like, 
I know people, and I don't do this, but I do know people, and you probably do as well, who carry emergency glucagon. Okay. Right. So if they're, and again, to, without getting overly technical, if there's a severe hypoglycemic event, which means patient's blood sugars is dropping dramatically, this is, you know, basically there's two forms of it now. You can either inject it into a person's body, or you can, there's a, now a nasal spray that works as well. Thank goodness. Let me say for the person who has to deal with a person with a low blood sugar, I mean, it's, yeah. Anywho, keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, but you're absolutely right. I mean, emergency glucagon, I don't carry it. I know a lot of patients who do. And I, and I think that's another part. If you're, especially you know, if a patient isn't using insulin, the chances of them having a severe hypoglycemic event, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it is quote unquote rare. Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain drugs when if let's say a patient doubles up on a therapy that they shouldn't okay you know takes two pills instead of one right you know that might cause that but that's not something that usually you're you're gonna have to worry about if you're not using insulin no for sure we're getting back to diabetes gear what does it look like what do we call it and what do you need to know about so you asked a question earlier so i have uh, when you have to test your blood sugar i call it a tester and but it is technically called a glucometer, right? Well, that's that's a technical name for it, correct? But if you say, "Hey, where's your glucometer?" Most people with living with diabetes is going to be like, "What the hell are you talking about? It's my tester." Well, I think the common phrase is meter. Where's my meter? Oh yeah, where's my meter? Meter is a good yeah second one. And, and then we have to prick our fingers to get the blood out. So that is technically called a a lancing device. A Lancy device. Again, why we're calling it that sounds really, really tragic. I call it a pricker. Where's my pricker? So if somebody's saying prick, pricker, it's hopefully not in a negative fashion. Well, you know, that's the other thing that I think, you know, a lot of people have to be cognizant of is especially, you know, even if you're not using insulin, patients with diabetes, we're sticking ourselves a lot. And it is interesting. You have to be careful you know, and my advice, you know, like I don't prick my fingers anymore. Okay. I'm strictly using the CGM. I don't even calibrate it. Doesn't need to be calibrated. It's very accurate, but it is interesting. I have had to warn people. If you, I carry, I used to carry around a lot of things that if you happen to stick your hand in my bag, you might get stuck yourself. <laughs> you know, it happens. <laughs> Valid point. And I don't know about you. But like when you test your blood sugars in what I call a conventional way, meaning when you're actually using a meter, yeah. lancing device, I don't know anybody who carries around alcohol swabs to clean their fingers. I do. Do you? Okay, there you go. We got one. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I, I realized in through trial and error, a lot more error that if your finger isn't clean, and I didn't know that you could use soap and water, that uh, it definitely, it greatly affects what the outcome of the the test is so okay so we're gonna i'm gonna enlighten our listeners because the technology has really advanced exponentially over the years yeah today continuous glucose monitoring is much more prevalent than it ever was but i remember back in the day there was an fda panel and this is not a joke and it's true that if you were going to do a glucose test by the book, meaning follow every step that was like, quote unquote, in the manual, it was 28 steps. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. And 
You bring up an interesting point about cleaning your hands because somebody pointed this out to me and I never even thought about this. Let's say you happen to have a donut, okay? You should, oh, God, I have a lot of comments on that. Keep going. You know, we're allowed to eat donuts, okay? But let's say that sugar got on your finger. Let's say you test through that finger where the sugar is on and you don't clean your finger. Well, the blood is going from your finger to the test strip that goes inside the meter, commenter, whatever you want to, whatever term you want to use. And it will pick up that sugar. Oh, yeah. And give you a false reading. Right. So, and why that's so important to have a real number, I'm saying this to the listeners, is because I, as somebody who gives injections, base how much insulin I'm going to give on my blood sugar at the time, plus the carbs that I'm going to eat in this other scenarios. So having a false high, I'm going to give way more insulin and that's going to cause what we're talking about a, a very low blood sugar, possibly. Well, And I think you sh we should clarify here, the reason you, we have to understand our carb, our carbohydrate intake is carbs break down to sugar. Sure. Okay. And it's a whole other podcast. There's so much to carbs. Yeah. Well, <laughs> for all of those people who are listening to this, who are thinking, you know, we, I mean, when you are an insulin using patient, and to make our lives even more crazy and why we keep calling this, you know, a living science experiment, different carbs break down differently. Yeah. So I don't know about you. I, I don't know anybody who counts carbs correctly. To me, it's a wild ass guess. <laughs> you know, I do the same. Oh, yeah. Carb yeah. guessing. And, you know, that's that's another part of our gear, really, when you think about it, because there are there must be like, well, I don't even know how many how many apps you can download to your phone. Where you can type and say, okay, I'm eating Taco Bell today. Okay. You have a really bad diet if we're talking donuts and Taco yeah, Bell. I'm just well, throwing I, that out there. Yeah, I, I eat like a normal person, you know? But you can you could look up, like for example, you could let's say, you know, I don't know, Taco Supreme, whatever, and it will give you an estimated carb value. And you know, I think that a lot of people that I don't know about you, but like when I'm with somebody who's not diet diabetic people that we talk to every day, they always, a lot of people will ask me, I'll whip out my personal diabetes manager, which controls my Omnipon. And they'll say, what are you doing? And I'll explain to them mm -hmm. that I have to compensate for whatever food's going to go. And then I have to think about, it. Oh yeah. you know, so I was curious, have you ever, cause there are other, there are, there's, there's even more gear that I think about the more that we talk. Do you ever carry around, what, what do I, I don't even know what to call that. It removes. Stickiness? The stickiness. It, it doesn't put it on, but it removes it. It's like a. Uh, so there's a couple of different companies and no, I don't carry around. I don't carry that with me because I rarely am changing anything in a public setting to where I would need it. I do have it at the house. There's a company I fell in love with called Mirabalm. And so that's, yeah, it's a spray just to remove the adhesive. So for you listening. Right, right. That's what I meant. An adhesive. Yeah. Oh my God, there we go. The adhesive remover. Yeah. So a lot of the gear, most of the gear pump wise is put on and a CGM with an adhesive. Now, do you also carry around a cooler for your pen or your insulin? No. Okay. So you don't store your insulin pen in, in a device that keeps it cool. No, and I know there's a lot of things out there. Now, I will say now that I know about those little cooler units, basically, again, it's really simple. It slips over the, the part of your insulin pin or, or vial, I guess, is if I were going to be at the beach all day, yes, I would use that device. But for every day, just me out and about having dinner with friends, no, I'm not too worried about it because I don't live in a hot climate. And I think I should explain to our listeners here is that insulin is, is supposed to be stored 
when you're not using it in a cool environment. Okay. Refrigerator. Yeah. If you, if insulin gets to a certain level of heat, it will break down and will not function. Right. So a lot of people, I, when, when I was on MDI, like you, multiple daily injection, I did have a, I don't know how it, it, it looks like almost a glass case. Yeah. And it, you know, basically kept my insulin cool. Right. Obviously, when I was living in Chicago in the winter, that didn't matter. But in the summer, it did. <laughs> right. Well, I want to go back to just so people understand, because when we're talking about all the gear that you might see. So when we go back to CGMs, there are a number of different types. I currently wear the, a Dexcom, but I've also worn an Abbott Freestyle Libre. Right. With that being said, with the Dexcom, you have a sensor, which is the part that's inserted into your actual skin. I use SkinTac sometimes before that, which means that it helps the adhesive really stick to your skin. Yes, I use that as well. I can use... be bittersweet, can yeah. be bittersweet. And then you insert the sensor and then your transmitter, which is the device that actually connects with the sensor. And I'm going to say reads your blood sugar and connects with your phone or other parts. Is that all the parts of it, like a Dexcom? Well, I think I think we should clarify a little bit on the Freestyle Libre 2, which is a continuous glucose monitor like the Dexcom G6. You'll see people take their phone, their cell phone, right, wave it over their sensor, and that's how they get their reading. Whereas the G6 from Dexcom sends your readings directly to your cell phone. Right. In and app. So the receivers, in fact, I don't even think they're even giving out receivers anymore. Right. If I remember correctly. I mean, there are, you know, obviously, if you don't have a cell phone, it's got to be read somewhere. Right. So, but, and I think one of the things we're, we're, we're saying to these people who don't have diabetes, but are touched by it, you know, they could be a big help to us. You know, I remember, you know, the other day when my son was visiting me, you know, he made, he made sure, hey, dad, you have your PDM with you. You know, we're about to go off to dinner. Right, right. You know, and that is one of the, if you know about them all, and everybody handles it differently. Yeah. Like you obviously carry a lot more stuff than I do. Right. You know, I really, I mean, and plus you're kind of required to in a way. Yeah. You know, because, I, you know, I'm always getting insulin. You only get insulin when you inject it. Now, when, when you, do you find anybody gets confused or nervous with your stuff? I mean, do they? No. Um, I mean, like I had dinner with a, one of my dearest girlfriends last night from high school and I hadn't seen her in a while. And no, I, I don't, nobody gets freaked out about anything. They ask questions now because I'm making it more available. I mean, I'm, I'm not hiding it anymore, I guess. Lots of questions, but no, 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 no. Now, here's another question for you. Do you wear a bracelet? No, but I have a tattoo on my arm that says type one diabetic. Ah, okay. So I hated this shitty jewelry and you know, it was just like horrible. So I, that's the only tattoo my parents ever approved of was, was the type one diabetes one. Well, and you know, because it is interesting there, the, there are medical ID bracelets, Sure. you know, I mean, for me, I mean, hypothetically, I mean, you know, I hate to even say this, but this is true. If I was in, a, let's say, a car accident and I was unconscious, yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious I'm a type one diabetic because I'm wearing, you know, they would gear. Yeah. I'm wearing gear. But there are a lot of people and, and there are apps, by the way, for that as well. Yeah. Which is, I consider that part of our gear, actually, because listen, they're called emergencies for a reason. Right. And it, and it is important that you're, like, for example, okay, you know, let's say, the difference between you and I, let's say we were, if we were an accident unconscious, other than your tattoo, 
it wouldn't be obvious to, let's say, a paramedic that you had type 1 diabetes. That's correct. Yeah. And and I'm going to say this, that our listeners should also be aware of this. There are people who wear continuous glucose monitors who are not diabetic. They just use it for a different reason. So the fact that you're wearing a sensor doesn't necessarily, quote unquote, I mean, there's a pretty damn good chance you have diabetes. But the other thing they don't know is they don't know what kind of diabetes you have. Right. Meaning that there are patients who use a continuous glucose monitor who don't use insulin. So that's why there are, when I look at what I call an emergency kit, all right, you know, we talked about this the other day. Yeah. You know, let's say, I mean, you live in Oklahoma, you know, it's it's known for uh, tornadoes in the summer, I guess there's tornado season. Sometimes in the winter, right now, with the winter being so yeah. yeah, yeah. But think about all the things you would have to pack in an emergency kit. Yeah. You know, I mean, most people, they're packing an emergency kit. What are they packing? You know, batteries and flashlights and flares. Maybe a passport, you know. Yeah, yeah. We, you know, we have to pack, you know, insulin. You know, I have to bring pods, you know. Every single bit of diabetes gear possible. And not only, and this is the other weird thing, is not only do we have gear, we have a lot of packaging that holds the gear. Which is bulky. Which is bulky. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, there are companies that are out there. And a lot of them are going to be in a marketplace. And they make, you know, basically what I call diabetes-friendly carrying pouches, almost like a purse. You know, man purse, woman purse, whatever you want to call it. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of... So, yeah. I mean, God, I don't know if there's... I can't think of any other gear that... that... Well, here's the other gear that we're not talking about. Granted, neither one of us are using a... Tr- I'm going to say traditional insulin pump. So there's tubing... There is an, an, is it an infusion set or what is that called? An infusion set is what attaches to your body where there is a little piece of tubing that goes in your body. That's what delivers the insulin. A cannula. It's called a cannula, right? And then there's, yeah, with a conventional insulin pump, there is tubing that attaches to your actual pump. Which looks like a pager. Yeah. Pager or a small iPhone, I guess yeah. is the way I would describe it. And they got even more stuff because they have reservoirs which hold the insulin. So and you need you need syringes, right, to be able to fill the reservoir. Right, Res- reservoirs unfortunately do not come pre-filled. So talk. Of, I mean, and if you talk to somebody who uses either, I mean, because the two things that drive insulin pump crazy, and and I, even though I'm on the Omnipod, I'm not tube. It still does drive me crazy. You have to fill it. You have to fill it. And filling it, and this is, oh my God, it, you know, it's, you have to make sure you have no insulin bubbles right. and that little syringe that you're using to fill either your pot or your reservoir because insulin bubbles could cause what's called an inclusion, which basically means the insulin is being blocked from getting into your body. <laughs> so many things. This is why we're cranky. It's, it's yeah. why we are cranky. And, this, and, you know, I was thinking the other day during one of our previous podcasts, you know, I think you and I probably take a lot of this just for granted because we do it every day. Right. Whereas I think the people around us, whether it's our friends, our family members, our coworkers, they look at us like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Seamless. It's easy. They just got this going on or no, it's a lot to deal with. And the advice I would give everybody who's listening is that if you have a question about like a particular device. You know, hey, we'll be happy to answer it. But you know, ask your ask your friend, your partner, your coworker. You know, what does that thing do? Because this is first of all, we there's no cure for diabetes. Never going to go away. 
we're always going to be using something. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know about you, but like I do take other medications, you know, because yeah. a lot of the patients who are on multiple medications, you know, they'll have pill cases. Yeah. You know, that tell them, you know, when and how there's reminders and all that stuff. Right. It really is. I don't know any other disease state, you know, if you have asthma, you're obviously carrying around that inhaler thing. Mm -hmm. But I don't know any other disease state where a patient, I don't care how you're treating your diabetes, isn't carrying around a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. And I want to say something too, and you brought this up a little bit, but it just was making me think about how to have a conversation with someone when you want to know about their gear. I went on a mental health retreat. It was a week long thing and it was awesome. And I talked about diabetes throughout that. And we were sitting at lunch like day three out of the five. And the people around me just kind of looked over and said, so I'm watching you look at your meal. You're checking your blood sugar. You're pulling out your insulin. They're like, tell me what's going on right now. And it was nice because they they knew that this was something that was on my mind. So they just wanted to better understand it. So it was a very, it was a wonderful conversation. And at the end of it, they said, wow, you really deal with a lot of things. And we would never know because you never, you didn't, you don't talk about it. And it was great because I think that that let me know that they had some compassion for what I was going through. But also, I really appreciated them asking because it gave me an opportunity to educate. Well, no, but you, you bring up a great point because I think that far too often, there's a lot of misunderstanding about diabetes in, in every form. And it is very complimentary. And I don't know about you, but it means a ton to me when somebody is empathetic about what I'm doing. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not a victim. You're not a victim. We have a chronic disease. Yes, we can manage it. Yeah. But- it is, especially for us, we are insulin user. We don't get up, you know, we don't take pills like every, you know, I know patients who take a pill in the morning, pill at lunch and a pill at night, whatever. That's really, you know, how complicated is that? Assuming you remember to take them. But for us, it is a little bit more, we become our own computers in a way. Some days they work and some days they don't. <laughs> exactly. Well, and you know, it's funny the, the story that you shared because I had a similar experience. I was at a conference once and I was having dinner and I'm sitting there with my PDM in my hand. You know, people kept asking me, you know, what is that? And I had to explain what it does. And then the gentleman who was sitting next to me, he goes, he goes, you're really looking at your food in a weird way. I said, yeah, I'm mentally calculating what it's going to do to me. <laughs> it's like a calculator is going high, you know, 20 miles an hour. And I got to say one thing to that too, me learning about gear from another person living with diabetes. So I was at the Diabetes Mind Innovation Summit. And I sat next to a gentleman who was looping and his, there was a white device sitting on the table. And I was like, what in the hell is that? Like, this is, I'm, and anyway, it was the Riley link. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 Or the okay. Riley device. So there's another piece of gear. Yeah. Without, without getting overly <laughs> complicated. Okay. Use the term looping. Okay. And basically what that means is there is a company that developed an app that runs on a phone that will run the Omnipod insulin pump on a continuous basis. But in order for the data, oh my God, here we go. In order for the data to get from the pump and the CGM to the phone, you have to carry what I call an interim device. A connector. Yeah, connector, dongle, whatever you want to call it. You won't need that when the newer devices come out. I think we both kind of know with our gear, and we just talked about this earlier today. Our gear sometimes works just fine. But sometimes when it's going through a phone, the phone ain't working. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything. It depends on who, who wants to communicate and connect that day. And I will say too, one of the things when we're talking about our gear on our marketplace, there'll be a number of wonderful companies, people living with diabetes that have come out with I'm going to say more for the female, but they've come out with some cool stuff for guys, but cool, cool ways to not be hauling a bunch of shit around. And it kind of looks like a fun purse or a backpack and stuff. So, well, and you know, it's, it's also interesting that you mentioned that because I think, especially for somebody, a female, and I've never seen this for males, but for females that are on insulin pump therapy, and if they're on a conventional, what I call a conventional tube pump, not yeah. the, which is tubeless. There are companies out there, and I'm, we're gonna, I'm sure we'll get them into the marketplace, who actually make. Oh, yeah. You got pockets and bras and garter belts. That's a part oh. of the gear. Yeah. That garter belt may look sexy, but it's holding a pump. <laughs> That's for damn sure. <laughs> well, you know, it's the things we deal with. And so so I guess the message, you know, my message to everybody is, hey, you know, we do. We carry around a ton of crap. We really do. I mean, even, you know, and, and you know, I, over my diabetes journey, I, you know, I'm grateful because I am carrying around less crap right now. You know, when yeah. I first started doing this, I was carrying around like you, I was carrying around my insulin pens, meter, my meter, my strips that go lancets. In. We forgot. We haven't even mentioned lancets. Lances stick in the pricker to prick yeah, your fingers. Lancets. I mean, I was carrying around a lot of stuff. And it, you know, it gets, and I think, and again, I I don't want to overemphasize this, that, that contributes what I call to the diabetes, the fatigue of having diabetes. Absolutely. They have all your stuff. Yeah. And I was very lucky that when my wife was alive, she was very good about reminding me, Hey Dave, do you have this? And so you didn't feel micromanaged. You appreciated her care. wanting. I mean, it was, it was done in a, it was done. Again, this is one of those things where I think, again, you get a little bit further with empathy than you do with guilt. So, sure, absolutely. So that's my advice, everybody. You got any advice for anybody? I think the only thing that I would say is if I were a, let's just say a partner of someone living with diabetes and let's just say a Thursday night and you're like, hey, let's go to dinner. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Or you're, you're running late for something. Just remember the person with diabetes doesn't just get to throw on their shoes and grab their purse. They've got to think about all the things that we've talked about today. So I can understand if you're running late, but give, have a little patience. And again, like your wife, who is unfortunately no longer with us, you know, I think about if she were to have, you have a designated area to where when you need to run quickly, grab, 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 because everything's in one spot. So plan ahead a little bit. You know, know, that's an interesting point because we do, we have to store all this stuff. I mean, but it is cool. All right. That's good. That's it for today. Yay. See you again.